everyone. I'm Kennedy. And I'm Tara. We are Mamas with Trauma and Unpopular Opinions. We would like to provide a trigger warning as there will be mentions of trauma in many forms. We are not licensed therapists and cannot provide professional advice. However, we can relate and provide our own personal experiences and lessons that we have learned along the way. Hey everyone, welcome back. Here we are again together, both of us. Yes, we're both finally together after after what feels like forever. It does. Um, really, I think it's been like, it, it has to have been like a couple weeks since you and I sat down to record together. Honestly, yeah, I don't even remember. It feels like forever ago, but it probably was like three. Four weeks three, ago, maybe. Three, four weeks, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. because there was a lot of stuff that just was going on behind the scenes. Our lives got really busy, so. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so yeah i mean wow it's been a while i'm glad to be back at it though because it's nice to have something for me i'm sure you feel that way too yes it is it's nice to just like kind of sit down and almost like reflect on what's going on in in our lives i guess since everything's been kind of like busy and just to kind of catch up for both of us too like with each other yeah how have you been it's just been like busy. Like that's how I don't know how else to say it. It's just like a whole new thing to navigate being back to work. But like, so we had celebrated Evie's first birthday a couple of weeks ago. That was mm -hmm. on the nineteenth. Um, and I don't think we had like recorded since then. So yeah, that like was really fun. We had like a small family get together here, and um, it was just like intimate and like not like a huge thing. Like I didn't want it to be like a big thing and. Um, it was fun though. I made like a cake for her, like a healthy cake. And it was like no. my first time like baking, I feel like since like, I don't even know how long, like I don't cook or bake. So, mm -hmm. um, but it like, I did like really well and it turned out really good. And it was nice to have like family here. Anyways, that was a nice like event or what you would call it, like a new milestone, I guess, you know, yeah. for Evie. And then that week I went like the following week I went back to work. So it was just like crazy. Yeah. But it wasn't that bad. Like I thought it was going to be worse than it actually was. Like, I think I worked it up in my mind like so much as we do, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> but I think it's just because like, she's not in daycare. So I didn't have to go through that of like having her somewhere that's like unknown and dropping her off, you know, and going through all those feelings um, she's, you know, Brandon's at home. He's, um, taking a few months off of work to stay home with her until we find something. But anyways, mm -hmm. I think that's just what made it easier is knowing that like, she's at home with Brandon and like, I know that she's good. Like I trust him fully and he's like so good with her and she has like a really good bond with him just as much as she does with me. So he does like the nights now. I don't have to like do the nights. So it just makes it easier on me that I get to sleep through the night, wake up, focus on just going to work. And then when I come home, it's just nice to have like those few hours with her to spend with her. And it's just like nice coming home to her, you know, missing her all day and whatnot. But <laughs> we'll get more into that as our topic yeah. will be this week anyways. But yeah, it's just been something new to navigate and it's nice to get back into a routine. I'm doing okay with that, I guess. I have just a lot happening between like getting back to work and it's almost like pushed me to like do other things like yeah. We'll get more in it. We'll just get more into that. But anyways, I'm I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm tired today. I'm sleepy. But I got a tattoo this weekend. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, something for myself. I got a, another cover up. Um, I have a tattoo that was just like needed to be covered up. 
Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so. so that was fun. Hadn't had a tattoo mm. in like a few years. So yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's what that's what's up with me. I guess what's going on with you, buddy? I've had a I've had an eventful couple of weeks. Um, I mentioned like well, so been since about Evie's birthday since we talked. Um, or well recorded. We, yeah. We still talk. But touch and go. But oh, I don't even know my 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 concept of time is all left up. But um, I feel you. I. I had a bit of a slip in my mental health. I went through a couple of days of feeling pretty depressed and it was pretty rough. Um, nothing like I wasn't going to cause harm or to myself or anybody or whatever, but like I was, I was very much like not in a good headspace and it's pretty hard. And, you know, I'm very grateful that I'm still able to keep, you know, that stuff from, from baby Peter. Cause he doesn't, it's not, you know, he doesn't have to not deal with it, but like, he doesn't have to see that he's too young. So I, I, try my best to keep it from them but that left me feeling like pretty down at the end of the day I was burnt out and all that so I think that's I think that's what I kind of dealt I figured out was the issue I think I I finally burnt myself out trying to juggle everything so and then you know I I quickly I quickly realized like something needs to change I can't keep going forward like this so I pursued getting some kind of diagnosis I always suspected that I had ADHD and come to find out that's what I have been dealing with. So I suspected that my, I suspected for, um, I think like two, two years now that that could be the case. My therapist identified a lot of traits in me while I was in therapy. I basically decided while I was pregnant that it was something I wanted to pursue. My family doctor told me that I shouldn't, or not that I shouldn't. My family doctor told me that even if I were were to get assessed and like be diagnosed with ADHD, that it wouldn't be treatable because I was pregnant, and they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't give me medication while mm. I was pregnant. So then that kind of dampened mm. my will to pursue it. And then now I'm on the other side of it all, and I'm not breastfeeding and I'm not pregnant or anything. So I was like, well, I might as well figure it out because if this is what's going on, it has been putting a significant inhibition on my ability to do a lot of things. Actually, I didn't yeah. realize. Um, so a friend of my sister-in-law's um, works in mental health here in Nova, here in Cape Breton. I went through looking at like a lot of like psychologists in Cape Breton, and the cost of getting a diagnosis is like upwards of fifteen hundred dollars. And I was like, I am not paying that. Mm-hmm. That is insane. So she had told me that about a program called Beyond ADHD. I booked my appointment on Thursday for the next, like for the literally next day, Friday. And I had my initial assessment over the weekend. I got my follow-up forms done. And then Monday I had my follow-up appointment. I was diagnosed with ADHD and I started medication that too, like literally the day after my follow-up appointment. And since starting medication, that actually works for me because like I was being treated for depression and anxiety which are symptoms of ADHD. So mm-hmm. I suspected that that was why nothing was working for me for a while and come to find out that that was true because the symptoms were being treated and not the cause. I noticed an immediate difference and it was insane because I literally was like, I got, I was so anxious and like I was obsessively like worried about like what was going to happen because like the treatment for ADHD is like, is either stimulants or not stimulants, but yeah, I was prescribed I was prescribed a stimulant and I was like freaking out like obsessively over it the morning that I was supposed to take it. So I took it at seven 30 and I was like, you know what? It gives me time to drive the baby to daycare. And that was another life transition that happened in the midst of it all. So I started 
the medic so I took the medication at 7 30 and I was like you know what like it gives me time that if like if I get like if it makes me high or if it like fucks with my head like it gives me time to get the baby to daycare and to get home and <laughs> so I got home and it's like 8 15 and I'm like okay okay and she says it takes like about an hour to kick in so at 8 30 I was like okay <laughs> nothing happened this is fine I'm just gonna get up I'm gonna go to the bathroom I'm gonna get ready and I'm gonna go to work and it was fine and I got ready and I left the house within 20 minutes which I have to say is record timing for me because <laughs> I'm usually like I forgot something I, I, I mm -hmm. didn't take this I need it yeah so I got in the car I was driving to work and that was it I wasn't <laughs> obsessively thinking about like what I'm gonna do when I get there like my brain was quiet I texted I think I literally like at the stop sign texted Peter and was like my brain is quiet because like <laughs> I constantly overthink. I constantly like I'm obsessed. I'm obsessive about it almost. Like my my thoughts are always racing, and for my brain to just stop, yeah, for the first time in 26 years was life changing. That's so crazy. And like when you talked about that, it literally triggered something in me, like in a good way. I was like, maybe I'm like missing something here. Like I've had CPTSD and an anxiety diagnosis for like whatever amount of amount of years but like within the past year I found like when I got pregnant just something like switched I just like my obsessive thoughts were like to a whole new extent and especially after I had Evie I was like like I just could not focus <laughs> like there's so many times where like I'm sitting there Brandon's talking to me and I'm like I don't know what you just said I'm sorry you gotta repeat yeah. yourself like I I was like out to left field yeah. thinking about the five other things that are going on yeah and then being back to work like there's so many i have like i have like a caseload being in child protection and all my cases are different and it's so hard to be laser focused into one client when i like there's so many things that on my mind i'm like oh my god i can't focus and like i in meetings and stuff i'm like not there so when you said that i was like maybe i should look into this <laughs> so uh today like evie had her one year uh checkup and vaccines and stuff and i just like men mentioned it to my nurse practitioner and um she said that she would prescribe me medication without like a diagnosis so i might start medication good for you I'm so glad we'll that see yeah yeah i'm really glad that it like kind of flicked a switch in your brain because like my nurse practitioner was telling me that adhd very commonly goes undiagnosed in women because the symptoms present very differently than they do in men. But she also told me that it basically can like, I can't remember how she explained it, but she said that like anxiety, depression, trauma, and stuff like CPTSD kind of like coexist in like the same realm almost. And like ADHD can kind of come from, I can't remember how she said it. So you but, can like what develop ADHD or ADD from trauma or something like that? She like, said that kind of, it kind of like it all kind of correlates she was saying to me is what was like what was my understanding of it okay. um she mentioned too to me that i have i tech i have like symptoms of cptsd as well when you think of like ptsd you think of like not that but anyway i i, I didn't know. think i didn't think that i what i i had it or whatever but um she said that i have a lot of symptoms so and she said that like this could all be because of like kind of coexists with like childhood trauma and like that almost mm -hmm. hypervigilance of like protecting yourself and like all that. So yeah, um, I spent so much of my life, like not knowing why I was the way that I was. And like, yeah, so it was super validating. Cause like in literally like the first day of medication that was like, that works for me, my brain is quiet. I'm able to function. And like, you know, I would get so stuck on like, Oh, I have to do the laundry. And like, 
I don't want to. Like, I know I have to do it. And, like, I'm going to obsess over it until I do it. But, like, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And then now with, like, this medication that I'm on, I think the first day I came home and I, like, I did everything in my house that I wanted to do. And, like, <laughs> didn't didn't him and haw about it, didn't anything. Like, I just did it. And I was like, what the hell? And, like, to the point, like, it's almost caused another issue of inattentiveness because, like, I'm so focused on what I'm doing that I can't. Like I, I lose the time almost. So like I came down here and I like cleaned out my office and I moved my makeup upstairs and it was pretty, it was pretty crazy to just like, like I said, just to get up and do it. Like I couldn't do that before. It's been really interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what like kickstarted like my, I want to call it a mental health crisis, but that's pretty much like what it was. Like I had a really, like I said, I had a really bad go before I you know got this all figured out like my mental health was in pretty rough shape and like I'm usually the one to be like you know you gotta take care of yourself and like I just truly wasn't um I guess that kind of also ties I was gonna say I think that's your answer is the fact that you just burnt out like it was just so many things going on and yeah you were Mm -hmm. dealing with like one thing but like everything else was kind of like going to like the other side and with baby Peter starting daycare and that was probably like you know I think it really was yeah, it was the, I think it really was the catalyst of like, that's really what, like, and not to be like, oh my God, I can't, I, I can't live without my baby. No, but, like, but it's just, it's something else to navigate. And it's just, it, it brings on all those it, other anxieties, right? Yeah. And like, it was literally like super triggering almost. So I dropped him off at daycare and, you know, like we found a placement by fluke and, you know, I'm very grateful that we found it because like I said, it was, you know, daycare is hard to find right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think I, I quickly realized that, like, I couldn't handle the, like, I think it was an issue of control for me, which, you know, I'm sure doesn't surprise anybody. Uh, no, but uh, control is a um, coping mechanism for uh, people who have trauma like we do, right? Especially childhood trauma. Yeah. I think, yeah. So I don't, so I try not to be, like, dismissive of, like, the way that I cope with things or anything, because, like, I know that, I know, I know why I have such an issue with control, but like, you know, I have a lot of anxieties around, around baby Peter. Um, so I quickly realized, I think that juggling family babysitters and like trying to scramble to find them was not feasible. And I had to, you know, look at my options. So we chose that daycare was going to be the best choice for us because Peter was back, Peter's back to work. So we found the day home and then he started that Monday. It was a holiday here. I dropped him off at daycare and I sobbed the whole way home. Mm. Like full on tears was sobbing the entire way home. So that was like super hard for me. And then I came home and realized that for the first time since we moved in here, I'm going to be in this big old house by myself. So it just kind of really was um, like a pretty, like I was, I sat in my driveway for 20 minutes because I was scared to go inside. Mm. When did he start? Uh, two weeks ago now. This is his third week of daycare now. Okay. So it was, anyway, so we had a bit of a rough go with the, tra- like, I had a rough go with the transition. He did fine. Like, he took to it so well. He has enjoyed it so much. And then last week, the last, like, the like three days, last three days last week, he cried every day I dropped him off. And I cried driving to work. Probably because, like, there was a stage of just something new and him being like, woo, and then not realizing it, thinking it's, like, short term, right? And then realizing probably oh, wait, like, you're leaving me again. Yeah. I only get, like, so much time with you. I miss you, Mom. Like, no, you're leaving me, right? It's, like, this new transition for them, too. 
Yeah. So literally the first day that he cried, I like, um, I, he wouldn't let me, like I put him down and he cried and he crawled towards me and he was like, mama, mama. And I picked him up and I was like, it's okay, honey, you're safe. Like, you know, you're going to have a lot of fun. I know you're going to miss me, but I'm going to come back at three 30. Like I'll be here. I'm going to pick you up and you're going to come home. And we're going to have fun. And so then like, I went and put him in the ball pit and he was like crying, crying, like big, like tears coming down his face. And he's like crawling towards me going, mama, mama. And I was like, <laughs> and then I held him and I was like oh my god I can't leave him if he's crying because like I'm the way that I am and I and then he let the daycare worker take him and he like went and he she sat him in his like seat to have breakfast and then I was gonna I was trying to leave and he's sitting there in the, in the seat and he's crying and he's trying to get out of the, out of the seat and I had to like I literally had to leave and I yeah you had I, to at that point or else it's just gonna be I, worse it's gonna be harder it's just yeah, and I literally cried the whole way home. Yeah, I, and I, I got home and I, and I sobbed because it was oh. like major feels. Well, your heart so. breaks like seeing them cry like that. You just feel like, like, did I do the right thing? Like, oh yeah, and I, I doubted it and second guessed myself, and then he did it again the next day, and I cried again the whole way to work, and and then Ugh. today I dropped him off and there was no tears, so that's a good sign, and hopefully we're on the other side of that, and then we were trying to navigate. So I was trying to navigate like you know the transition of baby Peter starting daycare and then like Peter started a new job and like the hours are like with long rough. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's gone at, he's not again, he's not here when we, he's not here when we wake up and you know, now he is home by like, at least by two, like one thirty-two, but that's still a long day. And he goes to bed when the baby goes to bed. So it's like eight o'clock I'm sitting here by myself and I'm like, mm. so it was just like pretty rough. And then like, also, like I said, like this transition of not having Peter, like after the baby goes to bed and like, like not being able to like decompress, right. You can't like, you don't have someone to like unload onto. You're just kind of like by yourself. And you're also probably taking a lot of the, the load again, because you're doing the mornings. And yeah. And I'm doing the mornings of like taking baby Peter to daycare and like making sure he has all of his stuff. And like, I labeled all of his stuff for daycare. So it all just kind of built up. And I think I got really like, like I said, burnt out and like, just not, I just wasn't feeling good. And like, for, my mental health was pretty rough. So, it, which is what like kickstarted me to like pursue this. And I'm really glad I did. Cause like all literally like all week last week, I, I was like wrecking the house, like <laughs> just doing all the stuff and like doing all the things. And like my brain is quiet. And you know, it was even funny. Cause like, I was like, just like busy and like good busy not like you know i'm mentally preoccupied or like which is like always but even peter said he's like you're not as spacey as you usually are so it's been it's been really good wow. yeah like even like the night that i record i reported with Tiana, i think was like kind of the middle of it that was like the middle of it all i think i think my my appointment was like the following day and i literally just said i have to force myself to do this or i'm not going to do it and oh um, but i didn't want to not do it right so i was like well i'm just gonna record yeah. and like Cause I was like, Tiana's ready. And like, I've been trying to get, I've tried, I've been trying to nail her down for like a couple weeks. So I was like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to push it off or anything. And it'll be good. I enjoy talking to Tiana, like just as much mm-hmm. as I, talk, I enjoy talking to Tara. So like, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that I did it. And I'm really glad that I did uh, pursue the assessment and to get diagnosed because it's been pretty good. So like I said, she, she diagnosed me with combined ADHD. So it's like, I have, um, traits of like being inattentive and then also hyperactive which hmm. I can recognize now is like holy shit okay and then she also she didn't give me like a former like a formal diagnosis of CPTSD um, but she said I have a lot of like characteristics and symptoms of that so I think that'd be another interesting thing to kind of pursue as well 
Um, yeah, that's something that you can talk with your family doctor about and see if we can make a referral for like a psychiatrist or what that would look like. Because that's how I was diagnosed was by a psychiatrist like years ago. Yeah. So I, so with the with this assessment, like um, she put me on the medication and I've been on it now for a week. And so I'm going to see her again in July. So we're going to kind of go from there. So she's going to try oh, Okay. To, yeah. So I'm pretty happy like that I found that resource because I didn't even know that it existed. So I'm really glad that I was able I've to. I've never, like, never heard of it. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. I mean, when you told me about that, I was just like, oh, okay. And I just kind of like brushed it aside. And then um, I was thinking about it today and I looked, I was looking online and again, it's called Beyond ADHD. This could probably help a lot of people out there especially for people who don't have a family doctor or don't have like, you know, whatever. Or like coverage or like. Or coverage, you know, yeah. And then like even to like wait, I think, I don't know if it's like MSI all through Canada, but like, but like with your health card and stuff, like you don't, like to get on those lists is so long and it's, it's so agonizing because there's such a strain on healthcare right now. So this, so Beyond ADHD is an online clinic. Um, so like I mentioned, when I was like going through the pro, like, looking into the process of getting assessed like i think like the lowest quote i got for an assessment was thirteen hundred dollars and then the highest one i had was like twenty two hundred dollars and i was like i can't know who the hell can afford to pay that oh my goodness like people have to take out what would have to take out a loan <laughs> yeah so i will talk about like quickly just where like beyond ADHD, it's, it is an online clinic. It's um, pretty sure it services like Ontario, New Brunswick and Nova Scotia. Um, the initial appointment is $179 and the, the subsequent appointments. So like the follow-ups would be $79 and they're like, it was incredible. Like I said, I booked my appointment Thursday night for the, like for literally the following day, had my initial assessment done that Friday, finished the stuff over the weekend. And then booked my appointment on Monday, had a diagnosis, had a prescription, and started medication the next day. Wow. I mean, like, yeah, there's still a cost to it, but it's not as um, costly as you would do it. Like, if you went privately to, like, a, you know, like a psychologist or uh, whatever, it would be worth it for, you know. Yeah, it would be worth it. For uh, what especially it is. For, yeah, especially anyone, like, looking for it or, like, looking for those answers. Like, uh, you don't have to, like, even after, you don't have to book it as close as I did. Like, you could book your initial assessment and then, like, wait. Um, it doesn't have to be done as quickly. Like, I just knew, like, in the mental state that I was in, I needed something done, like, immediately. And I was very grateful that um, the nurse practitioner I chose had the availability for me. And I'm very grateful that I made the right choice in a nurse practitioner because the one I picked is is pretty great. I, I think I chose one specifically with like trauma-informed care. And I like I did make the right choice because she's in, she was incredible to deal with. Yeah, so it's been an interesting couple of weeks. I, I actually go up a dose of my medication tomorrow. So I'm interested to see how laser-focused I'll be for the rest of the week. Yeah, um, and it's just funny because like I might be starting it within the next day or two like my medication so we'll, like, we'll just like have to compare how we're yeah how we're both yeah, doing look, no joke like i'm shook at how much it's fucking changed like my ability to just function to be fair Honestly. though like i was like pretty upset like i was like the first night i was like i'm like manically cleaning my kitchen and i was just <laughs> yeah i'm excited about it anyway it's just something to see like if it helps you know like it would just be nice to have something that like keeps my brain a little bit more quiet. Yeah, it's been it's been really incredible. So hopefully from here on out it'll be 
better. I don't expect any. I never expect any. Like, see, I went into it and I was like, it's not. It's either not going to do anything or I'm just going to be high as hell. And like, mm-hmm. I don't want either of those. And then it ended up mm-hmm. working. And I was like, what the hell? I'll be interested to see what the um, treatment process is like going forward. Because like I said, like I've actually still been having a little bit of anxiety about like small stuff, like about like leaving the house with the baby and like all that. But she'll help me. Yeah. Once we get there. So anyway, that's kind of yeah. been what my my last couple of weeks has looked like. And yeah. Been... well what about like what about work then because like we're talking like i mean this is good that we're kind of getting into like our like mental health stuff because it just plays into it like how has mm-hmm. um like how has it been being back to work for you in general i guess with all this going on well in general like i when i went through like that bit of like like i went into like the state of like depression and was like nothing is great and everything's falling apart and my life is this like i i like was in it like i was literally like what the like what the fuck am i doing like i was off work for a couple of days i took some sick time um like i said it was the weekend of it was the week of the we had a holiday here i think it was like victoria day or something yeah we had that yeah yeah, I had the Monday off and I sent the baby to daycare and then like I went to work the next day and we had like a, a pretty triggering conversation for like for me because I have so um, I have a lot of like personal experience with like family suicide and like suicidal thoughts and stuff along those lines and um, people like people close to me like having those kind of thoughts. So we had a like discussion at work about suicide and it was just really triggering for me I think because I think I was already in like a fragile headspace so then it just kind of triggered like a mental breakdown with my supervisor and kind of laid it all out on the table for her and she was just like holy shit and then Mm. um really grateful that she was able to be there for me in that moment because like I said I I was having a pretty rough pretty rough day and then I think for the rest of the week I stayed off because like my mental health just wasn't great like I was like I was feeling really burnt out like not having like the energy to you know to work and to be like fully present and um, so I think that kind of I guess would bring me right back to the front like to the beginning so as I've mentioned in the past like I struggled a lot with postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression um, which I guess was amplified by the stuff that I was already dealing with so it would have been like I guess the ADHD would have really I could, I never realized either like I thought it was normal to think so like to have like racing thoughts and obsessive thoughts I just thought that that yeah. was anxiety I didn't yeah. realize that, that <laughs> I just didn't realize that that was uh, that that could be something else and I'm really glad that I figured that out but so I struggled very much and then like the idea of going back to work was like almost like unfathomable like I just couldn't um I just couldn't handle it so I worked at a I, I'm not gonna like name names because I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed to but like and also just to be safe like I don't want to get myself into any anything Mm. so I worked at a center for at-risk indigenous women so it was a very intense job so I was working on like the front lines and providing like I was providing like services and supports like like I said on the front line so it was really really it could be mentally draining but like before I went on maternity leave I had you know I was doing a lot of I had a lot of boundaries I had a lot of self-care I but even still, like, kind of suffered. And, like, the hours are hard. Like, it was, like, I had to work till 8 o'clock at night. And, like, that's not ideal. Oof. So I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty of, like, why I didn't. Anyway, I, I um, you know, I was getting really anxious because I, like, I knew I couldn't make the schedule work. And I knew I couldn't work 1 to 8 with a baby because that's, like, his entire day. And <laughs> I just didn't, I couldn't handle it. So I had to make some pretty tough decisions about that. And I opted to take a new job within my organization, which allowed me to work from home and gave me a little bit more freedom to like flex my hours and, you know, be more available to my son, which I really mm-hmm. appreciated. But I'm very 
very, very grateful for. Um, I'm very grateful to have an, have an amazing um, executive director and um, just an amazing team in general. So I was allowed to work from home, which gave me some really good comfort because I could still be home if I needed to be. I could go into the office if I needed to be or if I wanted to be. So the first couple of weeks I was trying to do both and I still had a lot of anxiety. I've mentioned in the past like so it's kind of funny that our our experiences like going back to work are even kind of similar because as I was getting ready to like prepare to go back to work Peter was laid off for the season so he was home with the baby when I first went back to work so it like really alleviated a lot of the pressure Mm -hmm. I had about because I trust Peter fully with the baby. So, you know, I, I had my usual anxieties. Like I was checking in with them like in the morning and or around lunchtime, like just to make sure everything was okay. But other than that, like I had a really hard time. I did have a really hard time leaving him. Mm. But I'm really glad that I was able to push myself to do it because it was really hard. You know, I was trying to do, you know, do all that. And I think for like, well, because really the first little bit of it, I was working from home at my mom's house which was really challenging yeah because um, I think I meant like I have mentioned that like my mental health kind of suffered while we were there and to know it's not her like it's not her fault like I well it's just a lot was going on it wasn't your own space and all that so yeah yeah that's what I I mean I'm pretty quick to say it's it's nothing she ever like she it was but it, I it, it's like you said it was it wasn't our space and there was a lot going on so I was trying to work from home and that was getting pretty rough. So it changed. Things kind of changed though when I moved into my home. I was able to have like an office space, and then I had to deal with the anxiety of like my Peter going back to work, mm-hmm. and then like trying to decide like what I was going to do about childcare. And I um I did I, I did choose the babysitter route for a bit. My my aunts very graciously. Um, babies had him for us for I think like two weeks before they ended up going on a trip and unfortunately I had a lot of anxiety about the idea of him leaving my home without me and that anxiety got the better of me and I made impulsive decisions without really discussing things and without really communicating those anxieties and I made him like I said just really kind of impulsive decisions about it and decided very quickly that he wasn't going to leave my house without me he wasn't that just wasn't going to happen and then I spent some time scrambling to find babysitters and like trying to juggle like being a being a work from home mom and it was it was really hard to be Mm -hmm. honest to be trying to work a full day schedule and to like be a mom full time. And I did that for about a month and then like trying to scramble to find babysitters when I had commitments that I had to go into the office for. Oof, and yeah. I think we did it for about a month and then I decided it was time to, and I, I was like kind of looking for day homes in between all of it. I think I unintentionally did cause some hurt feelings. I was kind of advised not to say anything because like, I guess they're over it. So it, it is what it is, I guess. I just really hope that, I, I don't think they listen to the podcast anyway, but like, I just <laughs> really hope it was never about the way they provided care for my son. It was never about their ability to provide care for my son. At the end of the day, it came down to the anxiety I have around him being in a car seat and being in a car without me and doing like yeah. like long travels in the car, like I said, just without me, which is yeah. like I have a lot of I have a lot of anxiety about him being in a car in general. And I mean that- that's I don't think you have to explain yourself. I think that like <laughs> it's completely fair. I mean, giving like everything that you've like been through and that that, you know, I know where your anxiety stems from with that but like even without that you're his mom 
at the end of the day and you're going to do what's most comfortable to you and that kind of you know care and what goes on you know especially with like babysitting it's it's different than like a daycare you know it's like daycare it's like they're at the daycare and they don't go anywhere mm-hmm. else you know that <laughs> unless like they have a trip planned you you know about it and then there's stuff that's within your control but like for your family to just like take him in a car and go somewhere and be like yeah we're just you know it's just like it's like the unex the um unpredictableness about it i guess too right the yeah and like the lack of control and like like the lack like because at least with daycare like i'm taking him to a designated area they're asking me if he can go on a field trip and like if i don't want him to go on a field trip he can stay home with like yeah so it's more in your control where this is just like and you don't want to like it's harder when it's your family right it's like Mm -hmm. there's that relationship involved where it's like a daycare worker is if it's like it's no it's no they're not gonna take it like personally yeah <laughs> like yeah so at the end of the day we did have to make you know a choice for the sake of my mental health like I know what I would have been like and I know how like it like there was points that moved me to te- like I was crying like I just I couldn't like I was crying and shaking and like having a panic attack because I just like there was no way I could work around around it like I was like oh, I'm okay with taking him to their house I'm okay with taking them I'm taking you know with them coming here it's just like I'm not okay with him just going in a like I just I I couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around it so you know I like I said I think I may have caused like some unintentionally hurt feelings but I just but that's that's not yours to carry like if you've already had that discussion with them and you know it's they have to kind of understand that you you're going through things and you have some feelings towards it and wasn't you know anything about them like it wasn't anything Mm -hmm. personal it's just that's where you're at and yeah you're just you're gonna do what's what you think is best for you and mm-hmm. and him and yeah yeah so that was like pretty hard and especially like because of the nature of my relationship with them too like they I kind of refer to them as like my auntie moms because like they raised me like I said like during my adolescence and so anyway like I it is what it is and I guess in the long run like they're a little bit relieved because they want to do a lot of traveling this summer and they didn't want to leave me stuck and it, it, I guess it worked out how it was meant to so yeah. I guess there it was initially like some hurt feelings but then it kind of like resolved itself like when they started to think about it more I'm really I'm really grateful and like also very grateful to not have gotten backlash about it We're like let's just say it like I find like like it could have gone either way and I'm like yeah. and I'm very grateful to go about, like it didn't go south or anything like they basically like they're just supporting my decision and they didn't make me feel any way about it which is like awesome and kind of unheard yeah. of sometimes but. and you were able to find like a day home and get him in and like do that transition almost like forcibly like to you know like in a way it was almost like hey let's just do it like we're doing it and we have no choice like <laughs> yeah so it's been great like I'm I'm really grateful that he's had such an easy transition into daycare like I said I can't say that it's been the same for myself kind of triggered something in me that anyway he's been doing really great and I'm really what I'm re- like what I really enjoy about the daycare that we are at it's like they send me like almost updates like they send me at least like four updates a day so like they send me one in the morning around lunch like after nap time and like all that so it's it's really oh, it's a really wow. good space yeah and he really likes it like he really likes the workers so I'm really grateful it's it's been really good so I really like I really did struggle like when I was trying to do like both things like and then like of course like you like fall into like the social media trap of like moms can do it all like you can work from home and like, be a full-time mom and like I'm dropping the <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry <laughs> and, like, who? I, like literally who who tell me who and how I want to know if, if they're if they're out there <laughs> 
I want to know their name. I want to know what they do for a living. And I want to know, I want yeah, to know yeah, how much yeah. help they have. Because like, yeah, yeah. for me to do it, like to, to be sitting upstairs in meetings, trying to take care of my son, like baby Peter, like, and then like, also like, let's just, I'm just going to say it. Like there was times that I wasn't able, like I wasn't able to give my full attention to either. So it's like, if I was like fully immersed in a meeting, I'm not able to care for my son the best way that I could have. No, if I mean, like that's why that's why we go to work and have our kids into like you know like it's just not possible to do both there's no way yeah it's literally just not feasible so after like a couple weeks of you know feeling like i was dropping the ball and like so many different aspects of my life like i literally just decided okay he he needs to go to daycare or like we need to hire a babysitter because and we need to hire a babysitter that's going to come to my house and stay in my house because like i just can't it would be it would be like a nanny yeah and i was like because i just i can't do this by myself and of course that started like you know those tricky conversations about responsibility and like all that and Mm. um, it's it's just been really hard so I'm really grateful that we found a home that would take us like a day home that would take us in and it's honestly like it's like I and I don't mind like doing like the morning drop-offs like but I think it really like how much it takes mentally to like get up in the morning and like because like me and Peter like me and baby Peter like straight up we would chill in our pjs till lunchtime so for us to like be up and out the door by eight o'clock is like oh <laughs> a big yeah, deal. How? Do do, how, are, <laughs> how? <laughs> and then, like, also, like, doing it while I was in, like, almost like the middle of a mental health crisis for myself. My gosh. So, like, it was pretty rough. And, like, honestly, shout out to the moms who have, like, five kids and are doing, like, daycare drop offs and, like, babysitter drop offs and school drop offs and, like, Jesus. Cause, like, you guys yeah. are tough. But I think that we underestimate ourselves. Like, when we're put into those situations, we just figure it out. We just do it and we don't complain, you know? Like, which also, uh, like, you know, there's, I'm, I'm critical about that too. Like, we should, this is, you know, a platform for us to be honest about it. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's hard and it goes unnoticed. Like, the things that we do within a day that it's just like when you sit back and it's like how did I just accomplish all that like where did that energy come from literally where did it come from but we're <laughs> I was so quick to give any ounce of energy I had into like caring for my son caring for my partner and like where is that energy for myself because like you can't pour from an empty cup like and like I feel like I'm the first one to always say stuff like that but like I literally like feel like for the last like couple of months I have been pouring from an empty cup and it's really like I have to take a step back and like I really noticed because it was actually a podcast conversation that we had where you would ask like if like the responsibility like almost like the responsibilities and stuff like that we deal with every day as a mom like has affected how you show up for your friends and I didn't realize how much it did until after we had that conversation because I literally realized like I have no patience I have no like tolerance for like stupid stuff like literally like I'm at the mentality now like if it's not an eight or above I don't care it's and like you just don't you don't have the time it's just you you don't have the, the capacity the mm-hmm. space in your mind to think about other people I, I, I don't mean other people I mean like your friends almost kind of go on. Yeah, it's just like they, they kind of come like if there's like a list, they're like way on the bottom of that list, you know? Yeah. And then like I also had a really like I think so a lot of this, like I said, so for the last like I want to say like it's been like six months now, I guess, since I went back to work. I went back to work in January, in January, like the beginning of January too. Like I went back to work before baby Peter's birthday. So I I've been back to work since I think I want to say the week of like January 9th. 
I had to work it out like financially, like what we could pull off. And I had to go back to like mm. kind of bring a paycheck and not delay it any longer. So to, you know, juggle working, to juggle, to juggle working, you know, parental responsibilities. Cause like, let's just be real as a mother, I carry more and, yeah. you know, partner responsibilities, household responsibilities, and like just juggling all that crap. Or, like, I think it was like, well, you know, I was juggling work and parental responsibilities and like trying to balance time and like all of that. Cause I feel like, I feel like with motherhood too, like, I find it does I, I find I can still be a little bit resentful towards Peter and I feel sometimes I feel that he doesn't realize how much free time he has compared to me because mm -hmm. like I work nine to four he's off at like 1 32 o'clock and you know the baby's in daycare now especially so like he has yeah this... so he almost had he like yeah he's working long hours and a tough job but so are you it's just your hours are designated differently and yeah yeah so I, like I find I guess like I said, resentful, like maybe about like time and like how time is spent and like all that. So it's like, I guess it's been kind of popping up in like different ways than before, like where it was like, oh, you, like, but I find too, it's like a balancing act, but you're always like tipping this. It's like always, I, but I find that the scales are always tipped my way. Yeah. That I carry, that I carry like yeah. a lot of the financial responsibility and household responsibilities and stuff like that. And, you know, he's been, you know, doing the work and he's been, he's been trying to figure it out, but like, I can't shake the feeling sometimes that like I nag him or that I'm like a nuisance to him. And it's like, yeah, I well, it's cause you just want to lighten your load, like the things that need to get done that, mm -hmm. you know, you just want help with. It's just some things don't come natural to, I guess him as it would you, you know? And it's just like, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's just been hard. And then to do that for like two months, I really did just like, I really burnt myself out. Cause like I was leaving myself like completely on the back burner, like not even the last two months, like last, like literally in the last like almost a year and a half, like really just left myself like for the last, like for the last bit. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of went, I, my therapist like she looked at me and she was like well like what are your priorities like who's your priority and i said baby peter she's like okay who's next and i said peter and she's like okay who's next and then i was like oh bear and then she's like okay who's next and then i said archie your animals came before you <laughs> yeah she literally asked me who my priorities were in my family like she meant in like my family context and literally yeah. everyone in this house came before i did isn't like yeah. that's that's insane. crazy yeah that's insane so <sighs> It took a lot of like, like I said, therapy, and um, I'm really, I'm really grateful that I did take the take the time, like not the time, I, I took the effort to pursue getting that diagnosis because it's really been, like I said, it's kind of changed the game for how I function with my mental health. Yeah. But I had a lot of like tricky feelings about returning to work because like I just, I, I like low key wished that I could afford to stay home. Yeah. If only we got paid a a decent, you know, check paycheck to stay home with our our kids. It's a, you know, that would be yeah. That would be, be nice. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm back and forth about that because, like, I I also find it good to get out of the house. So like, I don't know. Like for me, it's different. But yeah. So I finally like reached the end of like that, you know, the rope of like helping everybody and being so quick to give like parts of myself to everybody else. And it's so crazy. Like I said, like the like what what I don't have the capacity for anymore. Like I used to have so like I used to be able to tolerate like so much crap from people and like now i feel like it's like significantly less um mm. that goes i feel like almost every category of my life like i find I, I just don't have a lot of capacity to deal with with stuff so i'm really glad that mm. i finally i finally you know took the right steps and like getting my mental health in check again and it feels it feels better because like i said i'm 
finally like I have some kind of answer about what is going on with me in my brain and like even from here on out like we're gonna kind of treat it as it comes up so you know if like next month I just uh, we decide that my anxiety is like still hard to manage like we're gonna treat it if my depression's still hard to manage she'll treat it like mm. so I'm really really grateful that I was able to find this resource because it's been pretty life-changing for me because like now I don't deal with that racing those racing thoughts which I was dealing with like for the last year and a half yeah no kidding and it's really quieted that part of my brain that like becomes intrusive and like I just said like like I said obsessive like I was so caught up on like the intrusive thoughts that would pop up and I'm really grateful because now Mm. it's all I, I, I really hope that this is like the positive upswing and not the not like the manic high before the (laughs) (laughs) so i guess we'll see but overall like i've been feeling like pretty much after like all those initial anxieties i had about returning to work i am feeling a little bit better about being back in the groove of it and being back at work does help like it just gives me something that's mine right even Mm -hmm. if like i am still in the house like it gives me something that's mine and i can do and i don't have to have like especially now like that the baby is in daycare like I don't have to be trying to spread myself so thin all day mm, um yeah because that was that was really hard like trying to juggle both like I said and like constantly feeling like I was dropping all of the balls and that I was a really poor juggler <laughs> which I think is, is the case for most people so mm, but it's yeah, been it's quite the journey yeah it's been it's been quite the journey <laughs> What about you? How have you been? I feel like, well, also, like, I think, um, like, you got to give yourself credit, too, is, like, you've, it's been a journey, but, like, you're you're navigating it so well. Like, you're human. You're going to feel emotions. You're going to feel through things. You're going to go through highs, downs, whatever. But, like, you're, like, actively, like, trying to, you know, take care of it and do what's best for yourself and, and baby Peter. So it's nice yeah. to see, and Thank I'm you. proud of you. Thank but, you. yeah, I mean, like, for me, it's only, this is, like, my third week back to work so ask me in six months I guess but like (laughs) (laughs) no um like I said at the start I had it in my head I think that it was going to be a lot a lot worse than it really is and maybe that was because we had a daycare for her we did have a day home and we decided to not have her in that day home um, we we didn't uh, have good reviews, you know. Yeah, we're in a small community and everybody knows everybody, and almost that's a good thing. Sometimes you know you look out for each other. So it was actually mostly Brandon that was like, "No, like I'm gonna stay home. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna make it work. That I'm gonna be put off work and I'm gonna stay home with her until we figure out a better plan." Where I just like I think he he did that because he knew that I couldn't mentally like even take that on I was like what are we gonna do if we can't put her in this in this daycare what are we doing like what can we do there's no other option like because being in a small area we have limited resources all the daycares that are like funded like by government are just like at capacity and there's like wait lists that are just like so long and then all the day homes also have wait lists like we have our name in everywhere and um like we had found this one thankfully but I think like the fact that there was like so many spots maybe should have like had a red flag for me <laughs> yeah uh no but anyways it just it, it worked out that Brandon's work is just so awesome and again being in a small area like his you know he knows his manager and like personally and stuff so um they were also just like overstaffed so they were able to put him off work and he was like happy actually to be able to 
spend that time with Evie one-on-one and get some stuff done around the house and everything like that. So anyways, yeah, he's been, he's been home with her and it kind of made the transition back to work easy for me because like she's here in the morning. I don't have to like get up and get her ready. I just have to like focus on myself. Yeah. (laughs) And like he took over the nights. So I got that back, you know, like I don't have to wake up during the nights. I mean, on on the weekends I'm doing the nights and stuff, but like our roles kind of switched. So I was excited to get back to work to like see because I have a lot of friends at work. So I got to like see, you know, my friends and like I really enjoy what I do and I enjoy my team and my manager and my work is really accommodating. So I knew that like it wouldn't be hard if like I needed a day off, like if Evie was sick or if I had appointments or if I just needed a day and I needed to work from home or whatever, I knew that they'd be accommodating and they have been. So like it's been good in that way where I'm like open with my supervisor and if like today I had an appointment for Evie and like I worked from home for the day and I was able to take time to go to the appointment and stuff like that and I wasn't worried so it's just yeah it's been easy to like navigate that way if I'm going to be late in the morning because things are chaotic in the morning with even though Brandon's here um, or we had like a rough night, you know, I had to get up and help or something like that. Like my supervisor's like, yeah, no worries. Like, it's just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So that part has been nice. And then everyone, they were all so welcoming when I came back and everyone was like, just, you know, excited to see me. And it was like, I got to talk to adults all day. <laughs> like yeah. it was so nice. So yeah, it's just been like, it felt like I didn't even leave. Like I wasn't gone long. Like I went back to work mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, like I, it felt like maybe I was gone for like a couple of months, but it was a year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe that's a good sign of where I work and everything and um, how I feel at work because I feel like comfortable and stuff. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. my job is very heavy. I'm a child protection social worker. You know, there's going to be days where there's things that are going to happen or things that I have to deal with that are going to be heavy. And I just hope that like when I come home, I'm able to leave it at work, mm-hmm. you know, just like the same as leaving things that happen at home, leave it at home. But Right now, like just because I'm just starting with like my my caseload and I'm just starting to get back into the groove of things, I have like my mind is more on like how are things at home, you know? I'm like calling, FaceTiming at lunch and stuff. Well, even though I'm still, still probably going to do that down the road on my lunch FaceTime and it's nice to kind of like see Evie and her get all excited when she sees me on FaceTime and just check in and see what they're up to and I get pictures sent of them going on hikes and stuff. I'm like, oh, it must be nice. Yeah, while well, you're stuck inside, eh? Stuck inside. And also, like, when I was home with Evie, like, I didn't have a lot of the energy that, like, the same energy that Brandon does. And, like, I'm trying to not compare myself to him, but, like, he definitely has this, like, he's he's able to deal with lack of sleep better than I am. <laughs> Probably because he doesn't have, like, PTSD and anxiety and all the things that I do. But he just, like, he's getting all the cleaning done. He's going on a hike with Evie. He's getting things done outside that needs to get done and like repairs and like all the stuff I'm like what like <laughs> I hate you yeah uh, so he, but I also love he, you <laughs> he probably has a neurotypical brain and doesn't struggle the way that you or I would with stuff exactly because- things yeah things hit me a lot heavier than they do him like when I'm tired I'm tired and I don't have energy for anything else you know like so yeah, where he's just like, he can't sit around. He needs to just like do things where I'm able just to be like, no, I'm just going to sit here and I'm tired. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> but then yeah. my brain doesn't stop. You know, that's the hard part is when my brain doesn't stop. That's when I'm like super tired. Where him, he just like gets it done. 
anyways, I thought that it was going to be hard again, like to be away from her, but I also was kind of looking forward to it, to having that time to myself. So yeah, to be fully transparent, it's been kind of nice to have a break from her, to Mm -hmm. have something that's just my own and to turn my brain off from Evie and to just like focus on something else. Like I've gotten so much done in terms of like scheduling appointments for me and for Evie, like I'm going back to counseling um now that my my benefits have restarted like i wasn't able to afford to pay for them on my own being off work so i'm gonna start therapy again and like you know i got a tattoo and like i'm going to like these appointments and yeah i'm just like okay look at me like getting stuff done and you know it's just i feel like i'm more present for her when i come home like all my you know i want to put all my focus on her and spend time with her and On the weekends too, like I'm making the most of my family time. And so, yeah, like I haven't had that mom guilt in terms of being away from her. Like I, I'm sad to like miss out on stuff in terms of like, you know, when they go and do fun things, I'm just like, eh, like I'm having FOMO. But the only thing that I'm having a challenge with right now is the unknown of like what they're doing and the things that I can't control. So like, who is there? Who's around her? What are they doing? Like Brennan would tell me like, oh, so-and-so stopped by for like a couple hours. And I'm like, what? You didn't tell me? Like, so it was kind of something that we had to talk about was like how that can be within my control and what I can handle and stuff. Cause it's not fair to me to like completely gatekeep his time and like what he's doing within a day and what he decides to do. Like, I can't fully be like, no, you're not allowed to like see anybody. No one can come here. I feel like that's not completely fair. Like I also I also need to do things that are like within my control and what I can handle. And he has to understand that. Like I'm working through those things and I'm gonna work through it in therapy. So we kind of decided like, okay, if so and so wants to come over, they need to call before and I need to be okay with it and he needs to let me know. Or if someone just stops by and then unannounced, he needs to tell me who was here, like how long and what was, you know, what they did and stuff like that. Like I need to just be in the know. It's not fair to keep you in the dark. Like you're still Evie's mom. And if there's people that like you may not be comfortable with, you still have a right to know if those people are like trying to come around while you're not there. Well, that's the thing, especially when it's like, I'm not comfortable with a lot of people, right? Like, so it just, I had full blown anxiety all day on a day that like I wasn't in the, the light about things. Um, my day was ruined and I just could not wait to get back home. That takes my focus away from work. Yeah. And then like every day at work, I'm just wondering like who's going to stop by and not give notice or who is he allowing to come by without telling me. And I'm like so nervous to get back home and it just doesn't make it any easier for me to leave and to be away and um, all those things. So he was like completely understanding of that. And um, we're working on that, that piece. I told him like, you know, people can't just be stop stopping in like, yeah, like you're different with me, but like also Evie does have a schedule still. Her naps are still mm-hmm. on a certain time. And if we have a rough night or she's having a rough day or whatever, they still need to call and be respectful of that. And there's going to be days where I'm working half the day from home or I'm working a full day from home. Like, so I may be here. They can't just walk in. Just yeah. be respectful of our home and yeah. our space. I feel like that just shows, again, that people are taking advantage of how lenient he is and how easygoing he is. And that's not fair. Yeah, that's not fair at all, because I feel like it's, like you said, it is taking advantage of the situation, because, like, they know he might not be as, like, I don't want to say rigid. But, yeah. Your boundaries, like, and to you, uh, they're not yeah. flexible, and, like, to no. him, they could be flexible. 
Yeah, like he's more a little bit more flexible than I am. And he's like, oh, whatever. Like, yeah, come stop by. But it's like, I just need to know about that. And I just feel like that shouldn't be like an everyday thing. And it's just like, it's a lot for me to like handle of knowing that someone's there that I may not be super comfortable with. And like trying to be like, okay, like trying to go through the steps of knowing that she's safe and he's going to make sure of this and that. And like, that's just a lot for me to handle. So Mm -hmm. just don't go overboard. And it just felt like people were coming around all of a sudden when I'm not here. And I'm just like, you weren't ever asking to come around when I when I was here with her and we didn't see you guys, but all of a sudden it's like everyone's around. Like that's that's not going to be the case. Like, <laughs> like I can't imagine how that would feel because you were home with Evie for a year and then to have people who didn't come around at all now all of a sudden be like, oh, I'm going to be so involved now. Yeah, it's like, well, why now? And it's just, yeah. it's so I just, and you know, my, my brain, of course, when you have um, trauma, I just like, it just all those upsets, those intrusive thoughts, you know, I'm just thinking like all these negative feelings of like, they're feeling a certain type of way about me and um, that they're being sneaky. And like, that's just where my brain goes. Of course, I don't think the other side of it. Yeah. It's just like, I was defensive and it was just a lot, you know, like I'm just getting back to work, just kind of be easy on us. Like we're trying to navigate something new yeah. and you know, it's a huge um, transition and like, it's super hard if there's people like kind of inserting themselves too. Cause like, this is hard for you. Like, and I think too, like in order for you to be able to be fully comfortable with the idea of leaving Evie, it's really important for your boundaries to be maintained when you're not in the room. Yeah. And the fact that they weren't, I was just like, Brandon, like, this is not okay. Like this has to be reinstated. And he was like, no, no, I, I understand. I'm going to. And I was just like, okay. Cause if not, then no one's going to come around at all. Or yeah. like, I'll put her in that daycare that we're not comfortable with just so that <laughs> so that it, my point is like made you know what I mean like yeah uh like yeah this is just not okay and I the fact that I was like so happy to go back to work I was like looking for, I was like doing good and like I was enjoying my time to myself and all that stuff and I was like getting my groove and then that ball was dropped and I was like oh I don't need this this is just gonna make it so much harder for me and my focus is gonna be taken away from work and I talked to my supervisor because um, there's this new thing that we have that you can put in a request to work from home full time. And a few people oh. have gotten it. Yeah, a few people have gotten it approved. So I told Brandon that I was considering that. Mm-hmm. And like that sucks because like I was enjoying being at work and it's good for me. It was like it was good for my mental health to like be around other people and socialize and mm-hmm. um, to feel like a team and all that stuff, like all those good things. And I'm like, I don't that shouldn't be taken away from me, you know, but I also felt like for my mental health, being home was in my control and I could control the environment and what's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's been kind of like something to deal with. And like, I'm just happy that I'm starting therapy this week. So I can kind of like talk about that with my therapist and then like, you know, me and Brandon can kind of work that out. Yeah. Well, I do, I I do want to say like, I'm, I'm really proud of you for taking the step to like restart therapy because I know that's not super easy and I know you've been pretty open. It's not that you haven't been open to the idea before, but I know that I think you had said in the past like that you kind of missed it. Unfortunately, there there is a barrier of cost. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really grateful <laughs> that. I mean, like I was making excuses saying that I couldn't afford it, but I really couldn't afford it. We're struggling financially, like even right now with me going like back to work and then EI stopping and then Brandon's EI starting, you know, all those things like good thing that we don't have to pay for like a day home because it would have cost almost $800 a month. That's what it is here in New Brunswick. That's cheaper than what we're going to be paying. Oh, geez. 
<laughs> oh yeah, well there was a, Montes a Montessori uh, daycare that I, we were looking at that was going to cost fourteen hundred, and I was like, yeah, Oof. we looked at the Montessori one here too, and it's like I think thirteen fifty, and I was like, yeah, no, can't afford that. No, even though I, I would love her to go there, I just I'm not making that good money <laughs> to have her there. Yeah. Like, there's no way. Like everything, like with inflation and stuff, it's just not. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, it's I not feasible. The day home that I have, like, the computer in, like, they really do follow, like, Montessori-style learning and Montessori-style stuff, so I'm really grateful. So I would honestly just be selective about the homes that you find, because some people do adopt it, because it is just a really good method of learning and teaching kids. Yeah, because I yeah. use that with Evie at home, so, like, I would want that to be transitioned into daycare. So anyway, yeah, um, the fact that I'm back to work and I have my benefits and all that stuff, I'm just, like, really looking forward to starting therapy and I think it's important for me to to you know start that again also being back to work and all those you know new life transitions and just like yeah I'm excited and I, I love my therapist so I think it'll be really helpful for you yeah especially like I said with this you know the the aspect of like not being able to control what's going on at home because I'm not at home um but I think I, I talked to my supervisor and I'm gonna do at least one day a week at home one or two days at home because I mean a, a lot of my clients are like located around me anyways so just yeah. makes sense and the schools and stuff and I, if I go to a school or I go to a, a visit to see a client you know near me it just makes sense to like come home rather than drive 20 minutes to the office yeah so I think maybe instead of like I know cause I, what you're mentioning like what you mentioned about you know giving up that part of the job that you enjoy I think maybe part like maybe doing part-time from home and like part-time in the office like would be a good compromise for yourself because like that way you're still getting like that those pieces that you like from the office and then also still kind of getting to be home while you're dealing with these uncomfortable feelings because like I kind of struggled with the same thing like when I was working and when when Peter was home with the baby because like I was like well who's going to come over is he going to instill my boundaries is he going to is you know are my boundaries going to be maintained while I'm not here and you know it doesn't change because I'm not in the room like I still don't want people kissing his face it's, I still don't want people doing this. I still don't want people doing that. And, you know, I had a lot of those similar feelings, like looking back and, you know, I did let that anxiety, like kind of persuade my decision on like, if I wanted to go back to my office or if I wanted to work from home and I let it, you know, push me to work from home because I wanted to be able to be home with my son. Um, but nowadays in daycare, like I kind of look back and think like I might've made an impulsive decision yeah, and so, we do that. We do that when we're feeling these intense emotions and we feel out of control and we want to control the situation. We just react without like taking a step back and being okay, like how can I make the situation like reasonable and realistic? Think about all mm -hmm. the aspects. And mm -hmm. and I think too, like it goes into add that like we are so quick to sacrifice stuff for ourselves from an outside perspective. Like obviously, like I don't know the full ins and outs of like everything, but like, I think that, and this is just coming from my personal experience, I think it would be better to do part-time and like still give yourself that time in the office that you enjoy because it can lead to like some pretty negative feelings. No, I 100% agree. I impulsively at first I was like, oh, I just want to do it full-time. And then I talked a little bit more with like Brandon and when mm -hmm. I kind of took a step back, I was like, no, like I would really miss that time of getting away. Mm -hmm. I think it would be good for me um, to be around other people. Like, I think I need that. And 
yeah, work through other things through therapy and with communicating with Brandon. Yeah. That's just, I can work on those things, you know? Yeah. And so I'm really glad that you are able to recognize that. Cause like, like I said, I think I made an impulsive decision. I think that I missed some aspects of my old job and I think, however, I, I have determined that I couldn't make the hours work. So I don't think it would have in retrospect, like regardless, I couldn't have, I would have been pushed to make a choice either way and I'll never choose to not be present in my son's life. And I'll never choose to miss parts of his routine that he's used to me being part of. It's it's nice eh, to have a job that's like, whatever, like mine is like 8.15 to 4.30. So like I get to, mm-hmm. you know, I come home, it's almost like it's like 10 to 5 or whatever. So I'm, you know, and Brandon is the is the cook. So like, you know, we do our thing together. And like he makes supper, we sit down together and we start a routine and bedtime and I get to be part of that. And in the morning too, like I get to see her before I go to work. It's like, it's nice. It's yeah, it's a nice routine that we've established. And so far, it's it's pretty easy because like I said, she's not she's not in daycare. So we don't have to like get her going somewhere. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's still nice to be part of it, you know? Yeah, for sure. And one of the things, like, I can kind of, like, I I struggle, too, with, like, that concept of fear of missing out. When I returned to work, baby Peter still hadn't been walking yet. And the fear of missing that moment ate me alive until it happened. Like, I was like, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. I want to be here when he does something for the first time, you know? I'm really grateful because he's come leaps and bounds since we were able to move into our home. And he has like so much like space to to play and move and run. I, it's also been exactly what I expected because like he's not even trying to walk. He's literally trying to run. He's gonna. He's, he's ready. Gonna a, yeah, he's gonna give us a run for our money. And you know, like I had put a lot of pressure on myself too about that because like he's. I don't think he's technically a late walker because I think this is like around the standard time that they start walking. Some people just walk like some babies just walk earlier. Yeah. Because he's only like he's 16 months. So he's only like a year and four months old. So it's not even. Every baby does different developmental stages and milestones at different stages. Like it's just whenever they're ready. Yeah. Yeah. So I put so much pressure on myself about like when he would start that and like if I would miss it, if I would be here, if I'd be working. Peter's like, well, at least like I'll be here. And like I was like, yeah, but like I want to be part of it. You know, I. Because he, he does say, like, a couple words. He says, like, mama, dada, baba. He's been, like, pointing at Bear and going, Doug, Doug. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh. So, you're, yeah, you're still getting to see, yeah, uh, be so, part of that. Yeah, so it's been really nice. And I'm kind of grateful that he took his first steps, like, in front of both of us. Yeah. I think Peter, like, had a little bit of almost grief. Because, like, I feel like some of the stuff, some stuff he did miss. Because, like, he was working so much last year. But now he's here more. And, he, like, he's here when the baby, like, He's home when the baby gets home now. And yeah. he he doesn't miss as much time with them. Like I think he, he mentioned to me like he does miss his nap times with them. Like when they would like when he would put him yeah. down for a nap and like just seeing how peacefully he slept in his crib. So those are some things. Yeah. That <laughs> I was just gonna say that's uh one thing that I was like afraid. I would nap every day with Evie. Yeah. But I guess it's also because like I was doing the nights and waking up early with her and doing all like carrying the load of the day, you know, right? But mm-hmm. now I'm sleeping like through the night. Well, I, I hear her crying at night yeah. when she wakes up, but like I go back to sleep knowing that he he has it under control. It's like a different kind of tired though. Like I yeah. I can function all day like and not think about having a nap. Well, usually I'm like, oh, you know, it'd be nice, but I'm able to like get through the day still. I think because I'm like forced to like go out of the house and I'm not in the, yeah. I'm not in my home. I'm like somewhere else and I'm like occupied and I have like 
all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's a different kind of tire. Like I'm still tired, but I'm not, I don't know. Not, it's different. Yeah. So like, I think, so Peter mentioned, like he kind of misses like being with him around nap time. Like when he, they would be like, get his like daily snuggles in and all that. So I was like, Oh, that's, that's sweet. And yeah. So now with this like new job transition though, it's been, it, it has been like, has been a little bit rough and I haven't been shy of telling him that. Um, I, I don't think I've ever been shy to tell anything to be fair. Um, <laughs> especially in the last year, we had a really rough, <laughs> really rough go as everyone knows, but yeah, we've been, we've been trying to figure it out. It's been, been a journey for sure. And yeah, it's been a, seems like it's been like a journey for both of us and we'll new things will come up as, you as know, as we go, as we go, I'm sure like it's only my third week back to work. So like, I mean, things will, will be different as, as we go on. And as she starts daycare and all that stuff, like I'm sure it's going to be something else for me to, to work through. Yeah. Friggin' the daycare thing is so rough. Oh my God. I can't believe he cried like that. I was like so heartbroken. And Tara, like it took everything in me not to cry with him and be like, it's okay, baby. It's okay. It's okay. And like, I literally knew. I, I was, know. Like, I was like, because if I start crying right now, he's coming home. Oh yeah. And then, then like, what does that do for anybody? Right? Like, I really had to like power through it. And then like I was how the day the day home is set up. It's like it's her basement apartment. She had it set up as like a daycare, which is like really nice. Um, but like I walk up the stairs and I can like see him and he's like looking in the window crying and I'm like trying to be tough. And then as soon as I'm out of his view, I'm just sobbing. Oh yeah. So I think for any mom yeah. out there who is either like on the verge of returning or like contemplating it i think it is it's an important thing to do for you because it's important to like kind of reimmerse yourself like into i don't want to say your old life but like something that you were passionate about that you enjoy and love and it could be good for you it's really Mm. really fucking hard and don't let anyone tell you that it's not because it's fucking hard no it's still hard as hell but it's just like yeah, if we can do like all the things that like encompass motherhood in terms of like birth and postpartum and all that stuff, like we can navigate this. And it's important to like use those supports that you have and to communicate your feelings and mm-hmm. to like work through those things and yeah, to go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. And and also <laughs> another aspect of that, I guess, that kind of goes into it because like I said, I just said that like you know, like you should do it. You should return to work. But like, if your heart's all like, so in the off chance that like your heart's not there and you want to stay home and you think that's what's yeah. going to make you the most happy, do that. Literally just do what makes you happy. Yeah. And if you know, that's staying home with your baby, then do it. But if you want to return to work and like you have that, that's those similar feelings of anxiety that like Tara and I kind of experienced, it could, it's worth it to push yourself out of your comfort zone. But if you, re- if you know, like within your heart that like, that's truly just not what you want then there's no yeah. shame in that either. Yeah, don't throw yourself off the edge for sure. But like, um, if you're able to work through it, and it's something that you're like, you want to do, but there's like part of you that's like holding back because of your anxiety. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, don't uh, don't limit yourself. Like, it's just gonna be something else to to navigate, and um, mm-hmm. it'll be worth it. Because I felt like it. It was I was so scared of how I thought it was gonna be like so hard. The just I thought all those big feelings, but. Um, mm-hmm. No, it's been kind of nice. And of course, there's some things, some challenges has come up that I have to work through, but that's just, that's going to be what it is. So. Yeah. So yeah. if anyone has like any questions, like feel free, if you guys want to talk about it with either of us, so feel free to message mm. our Instagram page and we can probably provide a little bit more advice or insight in case, or, or really mm. like just to, not a lot of people to seem to get it. 
Yeah, because I find a lot of, like, a lot of the stuff that I received, like, when I was going back to work was, like, just do it. Like, people even told me, like, go back to work when baby Peter was only six months old. And I was, like, absolutely not. That's Mm -mm. not happening. I was, Mm -mm. like, no. (laughs) So, you know, like, a lot of people just don't get it. Like, the generation before us, especially, like, they don't understand almost how hard it was, how hard it is for us to leave our babies. And there's a lot of preconceived notions about uh, work, like, the working mom. Oh. Yeah, I roll. I roll. <laughs> Literally. Oh my god! But do what's right for you, yeah. and stick up for yourself. And be nice to kind of like again, like reflect in a few months from now. Um, but like, I think what we wanted to get into, what we should get into next, maybe is like how the first year, I guess, or so, has been like overall. Now yeah. looking back. Yeah, I think that that would be an interesting conversation for sure. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. Thank you again. Yeah. We'll see you next week. And that's all for this episode of Mamas with Trauma and Unpopular Opinions. Thank you for listening. Find us here again next week at 6 p.m. on Apple Music or Spotify. And be sure to be following our social media pages on Instagram at Mamas with Trauma podcast and on Facebook at Mamas with Trauma and Unpopular Opinions. Thank you.